0: I was pretty much afraid of everything. Afraid of the world, afraid of speaking. You know, really, really shy kid. Music was a way to speak, as simple as that. Uh, I could either just journal, write poetry, write just whatever was in my head, and sit down, drum a few chords, and put that together. And that's me. That's me telling the world about me when I can't do it on my own. So
1: music was the voice I didn't have.
2: Welcome to the Metallic Dads Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Sanford. I'm your other host, Blake Tallica. And welcome to the very first edition of MFF Mondays. We want to be releasing these episodes once a month and invite a fellow Metallica family member to join us. And for this first one, we have our good buddy, Josh. How's it going, Josh?
0: Hey, guys. Excited Hi, Josh. To be here. It's good wish to we have could be you. wish be doing here. this in person, but you know.
1: Yeah, you and me both, buddy. We haven't seen each other in what a couple months now.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been far too long, sir. Yeah.
2: So, Josh, we're just kind of get this thing kicked off. I mean, you know, we're just kind of kind of showcase who you are and your story, how you got to get into Metallica, and whatever you want to talk about, man. Let's just okay. get it.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I'll start with how I got into the band. Um, I. Grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, and I was always in the, like, country, an outlaw country, you know. And uh, I heard Metallica, and that kind of changed everything. Um, I was going through a, kind of a rough period in my life, and it was just very appealing. And, it, and this was load-era Metallica, you know, reload-era Metallica. So it kind of had that uh, southern twang to it. You know, it's a little more bluesy than, you know, the thrashy stuff. Uh, and that was, man, it just grew from... You know what's this to man? This is awesome to an obsession, you know that we all share. So,
2: (laughs) yes, that's I think that's a very common story between just about every single super fan or anybody that's seen them more than once that would label themselves that. I think that's probably
0: echoed. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, is you know you mentioned seeing them more than once live is a whole new level. Like there's such a difference. You're like recorded Metallica is amazing, but live Metallica is just another level, you know? So that you just, it's like a drug, man. You get hooked. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it's like a drug, but <laughs> it's like a very good thing. You get hooked.
2: Well, that was part of what we talked about. I mean, that was literally our entire episode two was our first concert experience. And the fact that once we saw them that one time, we were like, okay, when's the next one? Fortunately for right. Blake, he was able to hop down to Atlanta. We'll it was see. a month later, right? A month later. How long yeah. did you
1: wait, Tyler, yeah. from the first one to
0: the second one? Two thousand nine to two thousand twelve. From
2: 9 to whenever O'Brien in New Jersey was. So
0: twelve. That was uh Blake. Your first show was with Lemmy, right? Yes, that was
2: both of our the first shows. Show.
0: Oh God, that's that was such a great show, man. Wish I'd have been to that one.
1: We would have remembered the giant guy. So. <laughs> Like I didn't know you at the Orion Festivals, but I remember seeing your big
2: ass. I was <laughs> I was remembering to say that comment because yes, I remember sitting in line or standing in line. I mean, I think we had the conversation like, "Man, that dude is so tall."
1: Yep. Little did we know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to hide much of anywhere, man.
2: Well, so Josh, and we were you- in all of your uh, battle vests too, cause it's. Did you have it back then?
0: Uh, 13 was the first year I had it okay. Yeah, Orion I remember, 13. It, it had right. to
2: be at some Orion Festival Because I just remember the spikes on the shoulder I was like that vest yeah. is awesome
0: Yeah I'm not picking a fight with that dude <laughs> That uh actually almost Got me kicked out The spikes on the shoulder Like they didn't want to let me come in And you know when, when I complained Because I'm like I have to do a bus ride Back to, to basically you know Detroit And then go all the way back to my hotel They're like yeah okay whatever So
1: That was a broken system By the way, we don't have to get into that, but that was such a shit show.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We could do a whole episode on it, but we won't. Uh, Just the
2: whole bus system in general, yes, could do a whole entire, because I hated that.
1: It was stupid. But, uh, Josh, why don't you tell us about your first Metallica show?
0: Okay. Um, My first Metallica show would have been Atlanta 2003, I think. Would have been the St. Anger round. (sighs) I'm so Um, jealous. I oh, mean, it was a great show and it was everything I'd hoped for. And, uh, you know, I hadn't, I had not been to many shows at that point, you know, because I was kind of just getting in the metal and I, I didn't have a lot of money, you know, cause I was in high school and fresh out of high school. Uh, but I made it down to Atlanta and we drove and stayed the night and then we got up the next day and lined up, I think about, I know mean, it was early in the morning and it rained and it was July 11th and, and Atlanta, so it was very hot so it rained and then we were just soaking wet and then, you know, it was Turner stadium. So they put the silver floor down to, uh, you know, that you had to stand on. So we're sitting there baking on the silver floor, you know, and it was, uh, but it, it was a, ama- It was totally worth it. Uh, and then by the time we left, we were just so tired. And we drove back to Asheville that night and ended up getting lost. It was six hours in a Camaro, um, with three, three huge guys that were very tired, <laughs> but it was so worth it, man. I couldn't pull it off today. Cause you know, I would fall asleep.
1: But <laughs> I know the feeling of uh too many hours in a small car. Um, Tyler, how how far did we drive in your Mustangs?
2: Dude, an O I think it was an O eight Mustang. Total one way was twenty two hours. Oh god. We did Montreal four. in a Mustang. A two door. It was fun though. And of course we got you know, we had Georgia license plate and got Profiled real hard. Yeah, I was going to ask so.
0: how did that crossing go? Like, was it easy or did they? He was convinced we had guns because we were from Georgia. Well, yeah, it's, that's we a good were assumption.
1: Nineteen, <laughs> twenty, twenty-one. We hadn't even really seen a gun at that point.
2: No. Yeah, and it, the question I think directly was, "It wasn't. Do you have a gun?" It, he asked, "How many do you have?" Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> so, and even though. We didn't. We still got pulled over to the side and had our luggage searched. So yeah, with drug dogs and the whole nine yards. So that was. Luckily, fun. we're good
1: kids and don't do bad things. And Blake was so that
2: I mean, even about his blood pressure medicine. He was like, "If they don't let me in, I'm leaving this here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sacrifices must be made, right? Hey, I I'll, I'll
1: have a stroke. Fuck it. <laughs>
0: I got my stuff searched in uh, actually two places. One was San Fran when we did S&M 2 and uh, watched San Francisco because I heard that locals hate it when you call San Fran. But, anyways, it's like when we you
1: call Atlanta hot, Atlanta. They hate that too, but I still yeah. do it. Uh,
0: but I got my stuff back and I had painted all those rocks. So I wrapped them in paper towels and plastic bags. And I guess that looked too much <laughs> like explosives. So they had rifled through my bag and I had the little notes. And then the other was uh, Vegas when we got the shift knob signed, and the guy had to swab the shift knob. And I'm like, please, God, don't swab the signatures off my shift knob. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Uh, Stephanie has been like,
1: green for that show, didn't she?
0: Yeah, he was like, what is this? And I'm like, it's a Metallica shift knob.
2: <laughs> Do you remember, were there any like – I guess shocking surprises on your first set list. I mean, obviously everything's new on your um, first show, but was there anything like looking back now, or like, oh my god, I can't believe I got that?
0: Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't remember any real surprises. I'm actually gonna pull up the set list right now because I don't remember it 100. percent
1: Well, I know you got something from Saint Anger, so I hate you for that.
0: Um, no, it was. It's a pretty pretty standard set list. I mean, it, it's a it's a great set list for sure. Um,
2: go ahead and yeah, read it nothing off. really
0: nothing really shocking okay uh, we started with battery went straight into master uh, number three harvester sorrow sanitarium four for whom the bell tolls frantic sad but true coming at seven Saint anger at eight <gasps> number morse at nine uh, seek and destroy at ten blacken at eleven and then encore number one was fuel, nothing else matters and creeping death, and encore number two was one and the inner sandman
1: that is a ripper of a set list Whoa. yeah
0: it was it was killer
1: no remorse is one of those that I love when they pull out, and I always forget about it until they start playing it, yeah,
2: and it's interesting that you said they opened with battery, because we had the same exact conversation on I think episode one or two that we weren't sure if they'd opened with battery any time recently, so. Within the last yeah. 20 years. So that's crazy.
0: I remember specifically them running out and start, starting to play it, just stepping out pretty fast and just going straight into it. And it was, man, it was so awesome. Oh, no tape? What's that? No tape for battery? No tape? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, maybe there was a tape. Maybe there wasn't. I'm not sure.
1: It's 20 years ago. Who cares?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, it was you, about 20 years ago. Don't remind yeah. me of that, man. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'm going to tell you what me and Tyler were doing in 2003, but I'll just let you take a wild guess. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm sure you are still in diapers or something, man. I don't know.
1: No, we're not that young. Uh, probably middle school, 2003.
0: Yeah, easily middle school, yeah. <laughs>
2: 2006 was our freshman year. So. Okay. So. We're a couple of youngins.
1: Not anymore. I feel old these days. God knows I used to be able to drive from here to Canada and not bad at eye. If i tried that now, my back would just give out halfway through.
2: We ended up stopping in, I think it was Albany, and then drove five more hours after we set. <sighs> that
0: was a miserable experience. Did you guys get a hotel, or did you just uh, did you just pull over and literally just sleep in the car?
1: We slept in the parking lot of a grocery store.
0: nice
2: that was on our way home too because we did stay in a hotel on the way there because we were able to find something but i'm if i remember correctly i think there was some sort of like bass tournament or something right on the border and so every hotel was like booked solid in america because we were like let's just cross the border and we'll stay somewhere in the states no that didn't work (laughs) (laughs) it was uh, we stopped maybe at five hotels and by the fifth one of like nah man we're booked we're like i can't keep my eyes open this was like four o'clock in the morning after being at a festival and (laughs) i guess i can't do this
0: yeah adrenaline only goes so far man you know it's once you start coming down off that high i mean
2: that we're
1: a couple of broke kids and, you know, we're looking for motel sixes and shit.
0: Yeah.
2: The, the, the Metallica, uh, the Metallica, how get you to probably to about one o'clock and then it's about downhill from there. Yeah. Just, just enough yeah, time I to remember, make it uh, to the Atl- car.
0: <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's aside from the sketchy, like we're talking sketchy cars. Like when we did Atlantic city, we drove in my, I bought like a $4,000 Mustang. I was driving every day and man, it was making all sorts of racket. Like one of the pulleys was seizing up and I'm like, we're going to this, you know, (laughs) if we break down too bad, you know, made it, made it okay. But you know, you, you just, I don't know, man, it's, you do what you do. It's an adventure. All of it's an adventure and it's been a huge adventure. That's been amazing and paid off, you know, as far as happiness, meeting people that are amazing and, you know, you guys know that of course, you know. Of course.
1: I've made more friends here than I ever would have made otherwise.
2: Mhm.
0: Yeah. And it's
2: you don't being on the outside like you said listening to Metallica albums. Metallica's great in the studio. But it, even more so than just seeing them live, like the the community aspect of Metallica is is something that unless you're in it, you have no idea that it even exists. Because uh, I, yeah. w- our first show, I mean, we weren't even we weren't in the Met Club at all when it was a paid membership. Back in and the good old days, back in the good old days, we didn't even attend our first Met Club party until Heavy Montreal, Montreal. which was show four yep. for me. So, you know, and that was we had talked about a little bit was just a whole different ball game. It's like these are my people, like. And it's crazy that everybody can be at the same level. Like, everybody's such a huge fan that we're just kind of on the same page about a lot of things. There, we'll have disagreements about specifics, whether it's albums or recordings or whatever, but when it comes to just the overall arching narrative of Metallica, it's just awesome.
0: Yeah, I think 14 at Heavy Montreal was my first uh, technical party, too. Like, me and Steph, we, we knew Stephon, you know, and, and Rob uh, in the O'Rions, kind of. And, you know, because Stephon did the big flag project that everybody signed. Um, I think, I don't know if Rob had something to do with that, too, but he might have. Um, you know, but 14 is really where it clicked. You know, it's like, wow, this is cool, man. We hang out with all these people, and everybody's so cool, and then it just built from there. And that would just you feel like you're you literally feel like you'd go into a city and take it over in a lot of ways, you know, not in a bad way, but you just man, you can't turn a corner without seeing somebody you at least know by acquaintance, you know, which is awesome.
1: Somebody you know from Facebook.
0: Yeah, yeah. and and it's and it's people from all across the world, you know, it's which is really cool.
2: And even if you don't know them, like you'll see them in a Metallica shirt, you know they're there, you know why they're there. Um, yeah, and I think one of the one of the bigger reasons that I think I saw was when we, when we were all at S and M two, that was probably one of the, of course, again, that was the first time we had traveled out West to see him, but to see how many people and how many different, like, you know, countries were represented when Lars was going through all the flags and whatnot. Like it's kind of surreal.
0: Yeah. It's a force, man. It's, people don't it's it's crazy people who don't aren't privy to the band at all especially don't under don't realize how much influence this band has on you know music people fans you know even everyday life in some aspects of it for you know for a lot of us you know yeah. M 2 was really it was surreal man it was awesome
2: i have i mean i have family members they're like i mean you're going to see them again And there's such a disconnect of, like, you don't get it. Like, it's become so much more than just watching them play music. It's getting there two days beforehand so that we can hang out and see the whole – I mean, I'm seeing the whole country at this point. Like, you know, I'm seeing all these – I mean, I wouldn't probably never went to San Francisco on just a vacation, honestly. No, not at all. Um, So to be able to see the Golden Gate Bridge and – all that stuff, I would have totally missed it. And Metallica was, what, four hours of that whole five-day period? <laughs> so, you know?
0: I have a co-worker who she does she says that a lot. She's like, how can you go see the same show over and over again? I'm like, first of all, it's not the same show. They don't play the same show over and over again. I'm like, secondly, you're a season pass holder to the Panthers football team. How do you go see the same game over and over again, you know? I mean it's the same difference. She's like, oh, it's not the same. I'm like, it's pretty much, yeah, it is.
2: (laughs) Oh, it's something you love. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah, that's a good correlation. Because there are some that are super dedicated. And I mean that's it is what it is. Back to S and M two, yeah. We me and Blake talked about looking back now, we're totally shocked that we were even able to get tickets to that thing. Because It was such an exclusive event, even though there were thousands of people there, (laughs) you know?
0: Yeah, it was, man, it was intense getting tickets to that. I I remember being very livid the first time when the first show sold out. Um, Thankfully, the second one, we were able to get some tickets. Uh, I think we had tickets. We did have tickets to the first one because we bought them secondhand or something, but we ended up having to get rid of them because one of our animals got sick. Yeah, man, just to be there for one night in the building. That's that's all I needed. I was just very happy.
2: I didn't get tickets to the first night, but fortunately Jason wanted to get want Jason Kroll wanted to be closer. So I bought his ticket. Yeah. And I was so scared that he that somebody like he was gonna get drunk and sell it to somebody else. i I <laughs> told this to his face, so it's okay. I was so scared that he was gonna get drunk at like two AM and someone was like, Hey, let me buy that ticket and he'll be like, Okay. And so we got into San Francisco 2 a.m., like our time, Georgia time, 2 a.m., and drove out to that bar that everybody was at at, at like 3 Tom o'clock me, in Troy? the morning. I was yeah. like, Jason, I need this ticket in my hand tonight or I will not sleep. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> no, Jason, man, he's he's one of the best dudes in the whole family. He's Oh, no, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cool
2: no, he's cool. I, I just – you know how it is. Like, if, if, if it it's you've oh, yeah. got it set in stone, like, I have to have this in my hand or I'm going to panic. Like,
1: <laughs> back to the, the SM2. I mean, I just want to throw this out there because I know everybody feels the same way I do about this. I've got to where I can't listen to the memory remains from that show without just losing my mind, hype, wanting to go to a show here the sing-along i lose my shit and i'm ready for a show like i can still smell the air that night it, it's one of those memories that i'll never forget you know what i mean
0: yeah that's one of the few shows that's actually moved me emotionally as far as you know man i thought i was almost going to tear up when they first walked out and you know just, I mean, I've always been a fan of classical music, music as well, but when you combine it with Metallica, it's just overwhelming to me. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, it was so great.
1: No, I get and it. that bass man.
0: tribute, holy cow.
1: That know. was wonderful. And it's one of those things, you never thought they'd do it again, so who thought they were gonna get, ever going to get to see it?
2: Yeah. I definitely did not think they were going to do it again. And what's crazy is I think like two years ago, Metal Up Your Podcast did a What If S&M 2 yeah set and like uh but and you know me and blake have the same background as far as like choral you know and just such a deep respect for anybody that's a classical musician like that because i know how hard it is um so the dedication that it took to learn all those songs and to perform it the way they did and i really enjoyed um the energy that edwin brought because he added it, he took it from, it could have just been here with the symphony, but used, the moment he, it got to the buildup of Call of Cthulhu, when it's the buildup and he starts jumping, like I lose my mind when I see the, when I watch the movie and he's just like in it. I'm like, yes, this guy gets it. And he just brought it just to a whole, you know, whole the plane that it may, it may not have been at had it just been somebody that wasn't really into it at all.
0: Yeah, he was definitely in it to win it, man. He was he was there down, you know. That's always great to see that kind of enthusiasm. Were you guys chorus kids? Did I catch yeah. that right? Yeah. That's awesome, man. I played a violin for a few years back in school. Wish I could pick it up again. So I'm I'm right there with you with the nerdy music being. <laughs> such you guys a dainty instrument for like such a large
1: <laughs> man like yourself.
0: <laughs> uh you know, man. It's it's all about balance. I never would have you paid you to. for a violinist. V8s and flowers and violins and Metallica, man. It's got to be, you know.
1: Well, don't float your boat, buddy. <laughs> we don't judge around right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. Unless you don't like saying Anger, then we judge the shit out of you.
0: I love saying Anger, man. Especially <laughs> live.
2: Yeah. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day that'll be us and not the S&M version of All Within My Hands. <sighs>
1: Look, I'm glad we finally crossed one off our list, but it's bittersweet that it wasn't a regular version of a Saint Anger song. Uh, I still feel like it's not crossed off just yet.
2: Well, we talked about it in episode two that literally all the way up until S and M two, they were playing Frantic and Saint Anger back and forth every other show, and I was like, they've, they've. I was trying to call it. I was like, they got to be gearing up for. SNM two. Maybe they've got it ready for the symphony and they're just trying to get it nailed, dialed in and nothing. I was like well, Really? Come I, on.
1: I thought the same thing when they played um it's my wife's favorite Metallica song. Um uh, The Thing That Should Not Be. I was convinced song. they played it like one of the last two shows before S two and then they didn't bust it out and I've heard her bitch about it ever since.
0: That one—that's one I've never seen. That I, w- I hope to see. I would should not love to see that song. Yes. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the acoustic "All in My Hands" is better, uh, honestly. Than that's the uh, Saint Anger version.
1: I like it. I don't. I don't know if I'll say better, but I like it.
2: It's shocking how different it is. It doesn't even. I mean, I know it's the same song, but it does not sound like the same song at all. Um, but I do really like it, and I think it was a good pick for the first single to release when they teased it. Uh, yeah, for just sure. Because it just fit. It, it fit the vibe. It was exactly what S&M 2 was. So
1: What tickles me is on local radio here, nobody knows anything about Metallica. So I was listening one day, just had it on in the car, and uh, the radio DJ was convinced that it was a new song from Metallica.
2: I thought it was the S and M two version of No Leaf Clover or something. Evidently. It was the new song. That was something else that I was hoping we were gonna get. Now, as as great as it was to hear the symphony by themselves with the first song, and I know it was like a big step out for them to play those two new songs that were symphony, you know, esque. I just I really probably would have preferred a Metallica single. Oh, absolutely.
0: I think it was kind of, I mean, just, I feel like it was just a matter of time. They just didn't really have time to, I mean, they just come off of the world wired. And I think this, this S and M was thrown together pretty fast. Right. You know, and S and M two was,
2: I agree. At least they didn't try to force it, you know, like trying to yeah. use, uh, Lords of summer or something, which I love that song, but I don't know. It seemed like that's, that was a single that seemed almost forced, uh,
0: yeah. In a rush. Man, I I'm gonna go on record and go ahead and say the Lords of Summer demo is better than what made it to the album. yes
2: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Hundred percent agree. I think the lyrics are oh. better. I think the the attack is better in the drums. Like I just it's all around better.
0: Like it was when we saw it at Heavy Montreal, it was man, it was on point. I, it was really a highlight of the show. And then I heard the album version, and I, I, I just, I mean, it's good. Don't get me wrong, but it's just, I can't get behind it like I can while they were playing on tour.
1: It doesn't feel like a Metallica song. It feels like they got it, and then they tried to polish it too much, and it just went yeah. too far beyond.
2: Yeah, the demo was what should have been released on the album. And the fact that Lars got the double bass going during Montreal too was awesome.
1: Yeah, that and seeing And Justice were the two highlights for that show for me.
0: Yeah, that was my first time seeing Justice, too. Uh, I Same. love it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, me and Tyler make the joke all the time that we drove all the way to Montreal just to see And Justice uh, and Lords of Summer.
2: <laughs> that, we'd
1: seen everything else on the set at that point.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's because it was the by request show. And of course, we couldn't be lucky enough. Like, european shows and get some cool people to pick good songs we had to everybody picked what Lars would have picked if he had wrote the set list himself so
0: yeah (laughs) yeah i was excited about i mean it was a cool concept by request but i was excited because i'm like man this is our time to shine we're gonna have an oddball set list and then i saw the voting and i'm like well
2: (laughs) not at all not at all yeah so much potential i was like I don't. I don't know how they got away without playing fixer. I really don't.
1: I don't either. They there's a guy doing a whole campaign for the Montreal show. To I, I voted for it.
2: Heck yeah, I did too. But I'm shocked they didn't get, have to play that at some point because they had I, to play. To be honest
1: with you, I feel like even if it would have been voted, Metallica would have nixed that behind closed doors, and it never would have made it to the light of day.
2: Watch it be like. It's they've somehow like. You know, you, even if it got enough, they just kind of removed some of the votes or whatever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it couldn't get up in time. I imagine it being like right under. It's like Seek and Destroy, and it's like right under the set. Like, we're so <laughs> close. <laughs> like, oops, almost had it. Here's an interesting question. If you had to pick a song, not Seek to replace the last song of the set, what would you pick Ooh. to be the new staple? Because they've they were they've been, you know, for a while, they ended with Seek, and then they've been doing Inter-Sandman for right now. But if you had to pick another
0: one. I think, uh, I don't know, man. Seek works so well. So does Sandman. Because they both Seek. kind of soar, and there's a lot of audience involvement, you know, and um, that's, that's a hard question.
1: Seek throws the name of the city out there. So it's like you're saying goodbye. I mean, it yeah. works. I agree with
2: that. Interesting. I couldn't when I was asking the question. I personally couldn't think of anything either because I wish me personally. I wish they would go back to ending with Seek because I think that's a yeah. better song. But
1: I understand Sandman because it's the staple. But
2: and they whatever. can do the firework ending.
1: The boom. Yeah.
2: You know. So
1: I mean, you want my personal opinion? Let's end it with "Ain't My Bitch," but that's just me. <laughs>
2: It's like Do we want a realistic answer Or
1: (laughs) Way to go Tyler You asked a question That couldn't be answered
2: I did answer a question What about opener Is opener (laughs) easier
1: Oh uh, Bread fan Because I've never seen it And I want to And I want them to open with it Bread fan
2: Open with bread fan Bread fan would be A good opener Yeah
1: From what I From everybody that's seen it It works Like they opened all those Small club dates With bread fan And I'm so jealous
2: I really enjoyed it when they opened with Fuel at the first Orion, day two.
1: I know you did. That's one of your favorite songs.
2: Like, that was so unexpected. And didn't James come out and do like a, he just almost did like a monologue intro. He came out and like said something and then like went straight into it. he's
1: uh, Sorry to make this announcement, but give me Fuel, give me Fire, give me that which I desire.
0: That's what it was Yes That's a great That's a great live song man Fuel I, I think it A lot of people don't respect that song But I think it's a I think it's a great song in general But I'm a car guy So I'm a little partial You know <laughs> that's,
1: It's Tyler's favorite song I love it It's not one of my top You know Anythings But I enjoy the song It's fun live Because they don't play it a lot
2: My favorite song changes But yeah I would say Fuel's always Very close to the top five Just because That was the first song I ever heard and really got into so but what's different did you um what did you think about the car shows at Orion?
0: Me? Oh, I loved it, man. Um, interesting story. So I just started working for my current employer at that point. Um, I work at a classic car dealer. Um and I actually approached management and was like, Hey, you know, we're having this Orion show with a car show and there's gonna be a lot of West Coast contacts there and big builders can we get one of our cars one of our builds into the car show and i got one of our cars into the car show
2: really um, i did not know that
0: yeah yeah and i was supposed to be there babysitting it which would have been an opportunity for me to meet james i assume um because he was walking around talking to people about their cars well as soon as i got there he was in the car show which was you know which was awesome the access and the visibility of the band at that at atlantic city was amazing um
1: that's how i met james was the car show
0: yeah so So we ended up at the last minute, you know, we contacted C3 to see if there was going to be any shelter or security and they would not, they didn't provide any details. Uh, I don't know if it just fell through the cracks or what, but we, I didn't know there were going to be any ropes or shelter. So my company pulled out at the last minute, we didn't take our car. Um, Come to find out there were ropes and shelter. Um, So it was, you know, it kind of hurt my heart that we didn't participate in it, but it was also nice to enjoy the show and not have to babysit a car while we're you know while we're there half the time so
2: yeah
1: i'd have quit right then and
2: there (laughs) (laughs) hey metallica's over there so i'm gonna be right back
0: but no i the orion shows really spoiled me because i'm not a huge drinker and i thought it was great to have things to do besides sit in the field like you know i do the festivals around here and it's you know i'm not taking anything away from the festivals we have here but it's uh it's a lot of just sitting in the field and drinking and waiting on the band you want to see. But Orion was a, you know, it was great. Um, I keep saying that word amazing. Um, it was great it was because amazing. there were things to do, you know,
2: I think
1: that was, it was amazing because we're not drinkers either. And, no. and we had something to do other mm-hmm. than sit in the sun and be miserable. I think yeah. that,
2: I think the ideas that they had at Orion were pretty groundbreaking. In my opinion, they thought outside of the box so hard I mean, have you, I had never been to a festival that also had a car show that also had a museum of the band's memorabilia that also had some a movie, tent. movie tent for Lars. Like that was just so out of the box thinking that I thought was just really cool to kill time, first of all, but just see it in general and to see James do his little car thing and kind of everybody kind of did their little highlight and them introducing all the bands and. I don't know. This is really neat. And I hate, hate, hate that it did not go as well as they hoped to continue. Maybe one day.
0: I would, uh, you know, I would almost, I would pay a scaled price for that. Like I understand they didn't pull the numbers they wanted, but if they wanted to make it a more exclusive event for maybe just the hardcore people like us, I would pay a lot more for that experience. Oh, take my money. Every bit of, it. yeah,
2: I would pay a premium price for that. Easy. Like if you want to do a two, I think last time they did a, um, what was it three fifty for the whole weekend? I, I can't
0: remember. It's a so long time you. So
2: I, I feel like that was an accurate number. I, I would pay upwards of two fifty a day.
1: Oh, for the I'd pay five for the weekend all day.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so two, you know, five hundred for the weekend. Um, of course, Metallica's got to promise they're going to play both days. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, but that takes some promise. of the excitement out of it.
1: They don't have to promise, they just have to give us a little wink and tell us what we're looking for.
0: Yeah,
2: so Orion Festival. Maybe one day we'll get to see that again. If I if they do it again, of course, and we've we've given a lot of suggestions to Metallica already, so if you guys, Which whenever you're love, ready to, sure. uh, yeah, when you, whenever you go to do it again, um, you need to cover "Do It Again" by Ja Rule, um, so that we can see that live.
0: Uh, yes, please. <laughs> Is that like that uh, Swiss Beats and Jaw Rule song they did? Yeah, we did it. We did it. Yeah, there we go. And I'd almost forgotten about that. I don't know.
2: I'm gonna let Blake tell you that. has
1: this ongoing it. prank war with this song. Where uh, Anytime I see him Just out of the blue I'll be like Hey look at this on my phone And as soon as it turns It's that song playing That's how we get each other
2: <laughs> Yeah If you can catch just, us off If you catch yourself Off guard with it It's when it's the best You're not yeah. expecting it And it starts like woo
1: Yeah we, We've yeah. even got our wives Playing the game <laughs> We've been doing it so long
2: what was the name I think the name of our group for me, Blake, and Chassie when we were going to San Francisco? What was it called? Oh, our Facebook messenger group. Yeah. It's called Not Going to Cali. If they don't play, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. That's an interesting song for sure.
1: Anyone listening right now, if you haven't heard that song, do yourself a favor, it's a fucking gym.
2: Especially when the James Hetfield Park kicks in, because mm-hmm. it's so unexpected. Yeah. But More anyway,
1: than this.
2: all right. Well, Blake, do you want to? So here's what we're gonna do. For all of every month when we do these, we're gonna have we're gonna ask the same three questions. If anybody's ever watched The Walking Dead, Rick used to always ask three questions in order to. Be accepted into the group. We won't ask those same questions because it doesn't necessarily pertain to this particular situation. Not um, at all. Uh, you know, unless Josh wants to answer, uh, how many walkers have you killed?
0: I mean, at this point, zero. But you know.
2: <laughs> and then the next question he always asked was, "How many people did you ki- have you killed?" And then why? So, our version of these questions are going to be a little bit different. But I think Blake's got those if he wants to ask you the first question.
1: Yeah, so I sent these to Josh beforehand, so we had a little time to prepare, and uh, he told me that they were very hard questions. So they are yeah, very thank hard you for
0: doing that. Yeah, S- yeah no second,
1: worries, man. question
2: meal. number two is impossible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's start with number one. On. Josh, what's your dream set list?
0: Oh man, that's see, that's hard, man. Uh, so what I, I did the I don't know if you guys know a couple. I guess it's about a year ago there was a Facebook post going around where you did your dream Metallica set list. I did one as well. So I, yeah. I did a two night thing back then. I put like days of thought into it. Cause I overthink everything. Um, so I basically pulled from that and tried to go by kind of their template of what would make a good show. Um, and, and right now at this point I'm jonesing so bad for a Metallica fix that they could come out and play, you know, we did it again and I would be exceptionally happy. You know, oh, so.
1: absolutely. <laughs> um, that into nothing else matters. And the rest played Lulu. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. So, um, I come up with a 17 song set list. You guys want to hear it? Let's do it. Um, yeah. So opener is going to be hit the lights. Um, to me, there's no greater opener for Metallica than hit the lights. just the historic value and just the energy.
1: You're not wrong by any means.
0: Mm -mm. Um, from hit the lights, we'll flow into Master of Puppets automatically. Um, Got to have a scorcher for the second song, uh, and then we'll go number three, Four Horsemen. Um, oh, now they're you know, if you're, if the listeners are privy to Orion 2013, they'll know that James kind of sang it in a more traditional manner Four Horsemen during the good. Dion show, which was cool. Uh, yeah, I'll take either was, version. That was awesome. Um, and if you really know your Orion history, you'll know that that three-song lineup is the same way they opened the first night of Orion 2012.
1: I do know and I that, it, and it, it's it's funny that you say that because I'm going to jump into a small story real quick. Uh, first night of Orion, we didn't have tickets. We'd only bought tickets for night two because we were super broke, straight out of high school, no money, and. Uh, we were in downtown Atlantic City just dicking off. We were going to listen to Metallica outside the gates. And uh, we were looking for somewhere to park. And this guy comes up to the window at a red light. He's like, you guys want to buy tickets? And naively, we say, tickets to what? He's like, the Metallica show. So Tyler, being the just godly friend that he is, buys us all scout tickets, not knowing if they're going to work to the show. So we park and uh, just take off running five miles down the road to get to that giant field they were in. And, uh, while we we're running,
0: we heard those three songs before we ever made it to the gate. That's a great story, man. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. See, that's the kind of adventure right there. That's the adventure that it's makes it all worthwhile.
1: Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, why is. I'll never forget those three songs. Cause I was exhausted by the time we got on the field.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. We all, so there, I don't know if Tyler knows this. Do you know about Blake walking around Columbus with us? Columbus, Ohio. i
2: don't know if he does either i do not i've <laughs> only heard like snippets of this inside story
0: so yeah so me and my wife like to walk you know we will park a car when we get in the city and just walk around so we were gonna walk to matt free stadium where they were you know playing and it, yeah apparently it was like across an interstate and like so many miles away and we didn't know it because it looked really close on the map so we're like let's just walk so Blake parked his car at our Airbnb and we, and we start, and the other Tyler's in the wheelchair. So we're like walking and pushing, pushing him over there. <laughs> so now every time Steph wants to walk somewhere, Blake's like, no, it's, we're not walking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I gladly, we made it about two or three miles and I gladly paid for an Uber to get us the rest of the way there.
0: That Which is... uh, we got declined by one because this one Uber pulled up and saw us, this, this bunch of hairy big dudes and Tyler in a wheelchair with dreadlocks. And they, <laughs> They <laughs> were like, "Nah, man, <laughs> the canceler oh, over, right, uh, right there, man." That's
2: crazy.
1: If you don't know us, uh, we're not the most photogenic bunch of people. Um, <laughs> other than the ladies that spend time with us, they're all very pretty, but us men aren't the the best looking or the nicest looking either. We all look pretty mean.
2: That's funny. <laughs> I can't believe that.
1: So Let's... anyway, so song four.
0: Yeah, <laughs> song four. Uh, so this is where generally the band you know, Kind of introduces themselves You know, we're Metallica um, So we got a general audience welcome And then we got a small build up to ride the lightning Song number four, pretty epic um, Song number five Lars can dust off his uh, kick And go straight into bells, through the bell tolls um, Which by the way, this is, to me, this is a stadium show Because my favorite kind of Metallica live is in stadiums And for whom the bell tolls is one of their best live songs in my opinion. And especially in a stadium, just the scale and how epic it is, you know, can't Can you beat it. That one?
2: Yep. The more people in the crowd, the better for that song.
0: Yeah. Um, number six is, uh, you know, when I saw him in Charlotte in 2018, we got the rare treat of through the never. And James did this little like guitar tease. And then he went straight into the riff for through the never. So that, that'd be number six. All right. Um. So the song number seven, uh, I wanted to throw a curveball, and uh, also maybe do the cover thing where they pay tribute to a band. You know, so let's go with the small hours. Love to hear that.
1: Okay, that's a different one.
0: Um, song number eight, uh, Saint Anger, gonna make you guys happy. Yes. <laughs> Always a winner. Thank you. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful.
1: It, it would have definitely made my list too. So.
2: Especially song the way they're we're doing getting... the intro to that song too at, yep. Most recently Like it was awesome
0: um, Song number nine Getting to about halftime So we're going to start slowing it down a little bit We'll go with Outlaw oh. That was a, a highlight at S&M 2 Yes
1: I've listened to that recording so many times now Chassis, my wife, hates that song
0: <laughs> How can you hate Outlaw I don't know.
2: Ask her. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. <laughs> Outlaw is just, yeah. and it's so back as me and Blake used to give it such a hard time back in the day, but it's grown on us so much that now it's like probably top five at this point.
1: Oh, absolutely. I love that song. <laughs> uh,
0: song number 10. Uh, so it really pains me that they don't play any death magnetic. Well, um, recently they haven't played much on their sets. Right. Uh, and one of, you know, one of the things that they talk about how heartbeat, when you hear a heartbeat, you synchronize your heartbeat with that heartbeat and get you amped up. So song number 10, we're going to do the heartbeat intro tape into that was just your life. Yeah. And have it as song number 10. Um, rolling on through number 11, we'll go with Atlas. Uh, it worked really good as a second song on the World Wire Tour. And I think it would work really good as a rolling song here for number 11.
1: Yeah, that's the one that really surprised me on that Seventeen tour where I, I like the song all right until I heard it live, and it just gave it that extra
0: oomph. Yeah, man. It just made it's, me appreciate it. It rips live, man. That's a great song. Alive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, number 12, uh, we're going to roll tape to All Nightmare Long. Okay. Um, let's see. And you know... Number 13 was actually the last song I chose, and it's interesting because I'd covered all the albums but Justice, which is my favorite Metallica album. So slot number 13-ish is usually something, as far as I can tell, like a kind of a riff-driven stomper. So like Think Sad But True. So I'm going to go with Shorter Straw for number 13. Um, Number 14. My friend, the misery with the audience participation because that was magical in 2012. Yep. Yes. Every time.
1: That's another one of those moments I'll never forget that I was a part of.
0: Yep. And then we have the encore pause. So for the encore, we're going to come out strong like they always do. And that's going to be Fire with Fire. Love how James kicks that off of the riff. Yes. Um, That rips. Number 16, No Remorse. And then number 17 is the final song, which, you know, usually they do, what, 18? Uh, but somehow yeah. I ended up with 17, which this is probably more than two hours of music. Um, So I had this crazy idea to play, like, the Pusshead 1 visuals, like at the beginning of 1, with the skulls and everything. But then I would play Disposable Heroes as the final song. Oh, because that's different. Yep, it, to me, Metallica is epic, and it doesn't get more epic than Disposable Heroes. So
1: that's a song I wish they played more yes yeah I haven't busted it out in a while and I love that song yep that was a so that's that is a great set list that's gonna be hard to beat <laughs> next month
2: yeah I like that you kept because even though they play it every show I like that you kept Master because oh yeah it's I mean you know it's just a staple
0: yep that's that song I think defines Metallica Master I mean, I know everybody knows Sandman, but to me, Master is what defines the band.
2: Yeah, it just gives you that song in particular. gives you just a window into what future what the future held for Metallica. So, because it had the thrash, it had the the melodic bridge, and then the the thrash ending. So, I mean, or the build ending. So, all right. So
1: that was. it was a great set list like i said it's gonna be hard for whoever next month's guest is to beat that but uh let's move on to question two if you had to erase one album from metallica's history not lulu garage days it has to be studio album metallica what would it be and why
0: okay this is another hard one and first off who in the right mind would want to erase garage ink or garage days. I know. I'm just don't
1: I'm just out there. Yeah. I want it to be a straight up Metallica, not covers.
2: And we know um, everybody's first answer would be Lulu. If they had the option. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> out the
0: window. Um. You know, I enlisted the help of Steph for this one, my wife, uh, because I'm like, I don't know, man, honestly, and, but she came up with the perfect solution. She said reload. And I think I can get on board with that because it does not affect any phase of the band. So Metallica's progressed through Different phases But Load and Reload are largely the same phase And Load is a stronger album anyways In my opinion So Reload would be the one I would probably kick Sorry man, I love Fuel And (laughs) and Memory Remains
1: I think you just broke Tyler's heart (laughs) I mean Well Oh see So I'm looking at uh, The track list of Reload because I had to see what you cut out of my life. And, uh, and I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, buddy, because you took away Unforgiven 2, and you
0: took away Fixer. I know, man. There's Listen, Reload is a awesome. Like, Reload is what, you know, The Memory Remains is a song that started it for me, you know, but I, I don't know. I just, in order to keep the, the legacy that is the band intact, I think, logically, it has to be one of the loads.
2: I think I'm you, not going to hate on you or give you crap for it. I'm just going to tell you I
0: respectfully disagree.
2: Well, I yeah. think your reasoning and logic behind it is very ideal for sure. It makes perfect sense. It does. But let's just be honest. No answer is going to be a good answer to that question. Uh, no. because Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be bad. It,
1: it's a question to make you – it's designed to make you look at yourself and be like, who am I really? <laughs>
2: or it's like it's who am I really or what um what is it what um what click of Metallica do I want to piss off today Uh, do I want to piss off the old heads do I want to pick up piss off the millennials like who do I want to make mad today so I don't think you made any of the old heads mad by saying anything after and justice so You're good with all them. Yeah.
1: All right. So, like we said, that was the hardest question of them all, I think. Uh, Question three, what has been your favorite experience associated with seeing Metallica?
0: Okay. So, this one, I'm going to do my traditional thing and overthink it and ask you guys questions. What exactly... Do you mean by experience? Like, is it? Are we talking just band centric? Are we talking member centric? Are we talking with the family, Metallica family? Uh,
1: it's open to interpretation. It's, it's however you want to answer the question. Um, me personally, if I were to answer that question, it would end up being something with all you guys, the family.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. If I, I was we- to
2: answer the question, it would have to. It would probably come straight out of a Met Club party, or something similar of just an outing together.
0: So man, it's, it's, you know, I, I kind of went at it more as like a band centric thing.
1: Hey, that's fine too. Yeah. Everybody is. That's why I gave it to you vague. So you could answer however you wanted to,
0: I think, uh, see him ride the lightning in its entirety in 2012 was just, that was a good one. Yeah. That's like my second, you know, behind justice. It, my second favorite album was usually either Ride or Load, one of the two, and, man, seeing that just that night, and it had been probably, well, I guess it had been three years since I'd seen them, three or four years, and, it, man, it was just nothing like it, you know. Um, as far as the family, it's just, man, it's hard to pinpoint. You know, every, right. every time we get to see people is, you know, it just makes our, our day, it makes our life, so.
1: Yeah, whether it be at a show or not, like y'all came down to Chattanooga a couple months ago and we all hung out for the weekend and had a blast. There wasn't yeah. a concert in sight.
2: You said Ride the Lightning. That we all that also means that we were all a part of the crowd that got to see Escape the one time they ever played it. So Yeah. I, I thought like it was being a good live. I don't that. know
1: why. I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I don't understand
2: why he doesn't like playing it. But. What's funny is I I had pulled yeah. it up because I was showing, I was telling my sister about it, telling her about the podcast or whatever. And I was telling her about Orion and the fact that we had heard Escape. And she's like, well, I mean, she's, she's aware of Metallica, but she's not at that level. So she's like, well, let's hear it. I want to know why they don't want to play it. So I was like, I was going in like, I'm okay. I'm going to be able to explain to her and pinpoint exactly why they don't like to play this song. And it starts off, and I'm like, really there's i don't see why it's not i don't there's no timing i don't see why there's any sort of timing issues it's not frayed frayed they have a pretty good excuse to not play but escape i just don't i don't see it
0: i don't i man it's yeah i mean it, it's different I, I guess it feels a little different than the other stuff on the album but i guess that could be because that's the only time it's ever been played live you know so
1: i don't know they've got their reasons for shit we don't have to understand them
0: yeah for sure
2: Hmm. But you can't. You can't. You know. It's hearing the the breakdown of that song, the hammer down portion, like, golly man. Can you imagine? Also, another we're done answering that question. Did you? Did you see the Pandemica show?
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, it was. I have mixed feelings on that. But
2: what it, do you remember? specifically sad but true
0: i thought that was one of the best versions of sad but true i've heard <laughs> in a very long time
2: dude
0: yes. yeah
2: i think it was it, so dirty slow and just Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah it was heavy heavy and sludgy like sad but true should be yeah i remember yeah. actually posted on one i think the chat that that was one of the best sad but trues i'd heard in a long time
1: yeah i believe i remember seeing you say that And I
0: agree that that whole set list was tight. Yeah. The pandemic show was awesome, but it was, you know, it, it just kind of drives home the fact for me that there is no live music. So I'm kind of like, it's mixed feelings. Like I'm happy that they did something, but at the same time, I miss it so much. I miss hanging out with everybody, miss going to see them live, you know? So it's a little bittersweet.
2: It also tells, tells you the fact that just because, even though you may have wished that you could see Metallica without a crowd pushing up behind you, it just solidifies the fact that that's not the reason why you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, I would have given anything to be in a big crowd of people seeing that show versus being by myself, not being pushed, being able to sit down, eat right before, go to the bathroom, the whole nine yards. Like, it just wasn't, it wasn't the experience at all. I mean, I was. it was just a movie. It was just through the never part two, you know? Um, And if that
1: experience taught us anything, it taught us that there's always going to be some drunk asshole screaming at the top of his lungs about something.
2: (laughs) And I have a bone to pick with the theater that we saw it in because I don't know if they didn't get the memo that it was Metallica that was going to be playing, but they had the volume at maybe a max three.
1: Oh, yeah, it
2: was trash. It was so bad. I mean, Blake's car was literally max volume doors wide open, and we could yeah, hear It's a brand-new not car.
1: It's got a decent stereo system.
0: We couldn't hear nothing. Yeah. Iron Drive-In didn't even uh, promote it, really. They, I mean, we had to call them to see if it was even happening in it. And I mean, I, being a classic car guy, I'm a drive-in enthusiast, so <laughs> you know, I would yeah. have seen it if they had put it out. And I'm like, guys, do you understand that you could probably make a lot more money if you'd put a little promotion behind this? But I guess they had their reasons, you know.
2: I don't even remember. Where did we see ours? It was in the middle of nowhere, but I mean, there was a pretty good crowd there too.
1: Um, it was up towards Nashville somewhere. I forget the name of the town.
2: Yeah. It was a small city for sure. A very small drive-in. The screen was one of the smaller ones I've ever seen. Anyway. Well, all right. Well, we've talked about Metallica for a good solid hour, guys. And uh, this is extremely fun. And I appreciate you, Josh, for letting us, you know, have a conversation with you, sharing your life story with Metallica, and letting us, you know, being being the guinea pig for our first episode of these. So, thank you.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me on to ramble a little bit. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I told Blake that it's we have to be careful because if we could dive into some of these details. And spend a whole another hour on each each topic that we talked about tonight. We could probably spend an hour on. Um, so <laughs> you just have to be, um, you know. Hell, to done
1: an hour on drop-in movie theaters.
0: <laughs> somebody's like, somebody's listening to this. Like, are they still talking about that one subject?
2: <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. So before before I let you go um we got to go back I I forgot to ask you a question about Orion were you there when James I think this was the second Orion were you there when James was revving the drag strip car
0: Yes I was Oh my
2: god were you up against it or were there a couple of people in front of you
0: I was kind of in the back um I I'm a little crowd phobic sometimes so you know I I think but I think actually then I just walked up at you know, people are already around it, and I just kind of walked up behind people. So, I mean, I can see over people, so I don't <laughs> I don't necessarily have to be in the front.
1: Yeah, uh, sorry to say this now, but for those who don't know who Josh is, he's uh, a very large man. What are you, six?
0: six nine, yeah.
1: Six, nine. So, he, it doesn't take a lot for him to look over somebody's shoulder or
2: forehead. <laughs> so, I mentioned that because me and Blake were on the rope next to the car, and so James hops in, turns that thing on. And you're talking about deafening. So first you, first you can't hear, then you can't breathe because the fumes are so strong. And so it's just a stifling experience, and it hurts. And so I just remember looking at Blake thinking, are we going to die?
1: <laughs> I've never been so sad in my life because I felt like if I didn't walk away, I was going to choke to death. Literally to death.
0: Man, that's, that's part of the thrill, man. Have you guys ever seen NHRA, like a drag Uh-oh. race? Mm-mm. Dude, no. Dude, you can feel it. Definitely take earplugs, but if you sit in the stands or stand next to the track, you can feel the cars in your chest, like rattling your bones. It's it's amazing. To me, it's, it's amazing. I love it. There's that word again. But, you know. <laughs> I think I would
2: have enjoyed it had I known that that's what was going to happen, but I had never seen a car like that before in person, and so he cranked it, and then – it start, it like it just kind of gets you going, and I didn't have earplugs. And then, like Blake said, you know, the, the gas for the fumes was so stifling, and there's people behind yeah. you, you can't move, so you're literally just stuck right next to this car. And James, on the other hand, was like a kid in a candy store, he's in the driver's seat, no ears, uh, no earplugs, and he's just revving that thing, and biggest smile on his face. I'm like, this dude, like.
1: God, he had a blast with that thing I remember that
2: <laughs> Well I guess we'll wrap it up Josh thank you so much for Joining us we'll have to have you on On a, on a standard episode number To talk about something Whether it's a show or a topic or whatever And uh, we'll go from there But thank you everybody so much for joining us On this MFF Metallica Monday And uh, we'll see you again next month Have a good night See ya. Thank you for listening to this month's edition of MFF Mondays. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at Metallic dad's Podcast. And hey, if you want to be on next month's edition of MFF Mondays, be sure to send us an email to metallicadadspodcasts at gmail.com. Tell us a little bit about your story, and you might just make it onto the next month's episode. Thank you so much again for listening to the Metallic Dads Podcast.